welcome in to a, another episode of the West Life Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett. We are brought to you by Holman Barnes Group, which includes West Ashfield Leagues, the best place to watch the game next weekend, live and loud, on the big screen when we take on the Cowboys, but a bye weekend. So give yourself a break from footy this weekend, possibly. Uh, there are obviously other NRL games on, but to be honest, a little bit of a break from the uh, the West Tigers and a reset and then get back to hopefully maybe the boys can put an upset on the Cowboys next week. Uh, also, please give us a follow at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram, it's in the 900s now. So, yeah, we're trying to put a bit, bit of content, a bit more content on there now. Um, and Twitter as well. Please give us a follow there if you're on those and you'll find our link tree links in those profiles that will lead you to absolutely everything that we do, including our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. If you'd like to take part and support the show, the boys and girls have got some questions for us later in this episode. And shouts to the ones on YouTube on a Thursday night, on a bye week, watching us live right now. Um, if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, or if you're even listening back to this later please go to our youtube and give it a like and a sub- subscribe share with your mates that we really appreciate it and yeah so the ones joining in live tonight on a buy round uh, without a preview to talk about we really appreciate you you are absolute real ones especially after the uh the, the depressing depressing result of the uh state of origin last night so uh, the girls are playing at the moment so maybe the girls can get a bit of revenge to get the Queenslander. Not looking good so far as we record this. But uh, as as our NRLW correspondent, at least we've got the girls' NRLW season incoming to look forward to soon as well. Yeah, g'day, Josh. G'day, Rob. G'day, everyone listening. Yeah, absolutely. I'm extremely hyped for the women's season. I think there's a lot of um, positivity amongst the group, uh, the playing group. There's been, like, the club has had chats recently with... Um, Noddy on the Behind the Raw podcast, and they also um, had interviews with um, Sarah and Kezi in New South Wales camp this week. So, yeah, there's a lot of optimism and good feelings amongst the girls. Um, And, yeah, I'm excited for their season to start in conjunction with round 21 of the men's season. So that's, what, four weeks away now, I think, thereabouts. Just say, Kathy, listening in from Chinka Terra, Chinka Terra, Chinka Terra. Means five, five ports. I believe Chinke is five. Can you tell? One or two, Chinke. Yeah, yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, shouts. Hey, I know so many people in Italy, or at least have gone to Italy. I know a friend of the show, Joe Alafacci's just gotten back from Italy, so uh, I'm heading overseas next week as well. Um, Mr. Bashara coming in in a red shirt in the red room, all red. Um, I mean, now that I think about it, it's a maroon, a maroon room that you've got uh, behind you. But um, yeah, how are you on this Thursday evening on a bye week? Yeah, g'day boys, g'day everyone. Uh, just trying to relax a little bit and unwind, and uh, probably have a bit of a bye weekend myself. Try and uh, de-stress from our woes at the West Tigers, and yeah, just relax and not get too worked up like I might have a couple of nights ago. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's no uh, – I don't think there's any F1 or – there's basically – basketball's obviously finished. And I don't know. I'll spend time with the family maybe. Uh, right, as shouts to our friends at West Ashfield. So if you um, – Looking for a place to watch the game. Obviously, we're playing up in Townsville next week. So they are doing a special where you can get a $4.80 tap beer uh, and um, half-price pizzas between kickoff and half-time. The Ambush West Tigers group, they're giving away fantastic prizes and hopefully we'll have special appearances by West Tigers guests from 4.30 p.m. Uh, For more information, visit holmanbarnesgroup.com.au. Holman Barnes Group bringing people together. So yeah, get along to a Holman Barnes Group uh, venue, and yeah, West Ashfield big screen, great pizzas. Absolutely love the pizzas there. Right, especially speaking of West Tigers uh, champions, 
our guy Stefano Utoi Kamanu made his New South Wales Blues debut last night. He got a total of what was it as 12 minutes? 14 minutes. 14 minutes. Sorry, I've cut him short. Cut him short. But um, look, I don't know why. I mean, there were so many questions over what the fuck Brad Fittler was thinking last night leading into it and during this game. But um, Steph getting, what, several minutes before. So he came on like seven minutes ago in the first half and then got a handful of minutes in the second half. Is that? Yeah. I didn't see him. I didn't even realize it, he went off. I was watching the second half. I'm like, where's Steph? Like, why is he not there? He was already gone. It was gone. the only reason I bothered watching the game too. I only watched the game because I wanted to support him and then he went off early and I was like, well, I might as well switch the yeah. game off now too. Look, I like Origin. I've come to the conclusion that the whole thing about Queensland, they that we don't get it down here, the whole uh, emotional attachment for me is not so much New South Wales winning, it's Queensland not winning. I think that's kind of my view on Origin now. And it's and look, they're probably right, the Queenslanders. They do want it more. If, if you gave me the option of the West Tigers beating Parramatta, or New South Wales Blues beating Queensland. I'm taking West Tigers beating Parramatta, like anytime. My my emotional attachment comparisons between the West Tigers and New South Wales Blues are incomparable. I don't I don't know about you boys, but whereas yeah, I think I think the Queenslanders, I don't know, it's, they got that whole us versus them, and yeah, it's um look sure they they get it a little bit more. It's also very I find it very difficult to support a team dominated by a Panthers team that I can't stand as well, sprinkled with a few Roosters and Parramatta Eels players, like you said, as like, I, I wouldn't say I, I watched the game purely. I do still want the Blues to win purely because I'm a proud New South Wales Welshman. But um, yeah, it. Um, I said yeah. on, um, yeah, I, I said on Twitter yesterday, um, having a debate with someone else about news, uh, about Queensland's first try that I honestly couldn't give a shit about the result at the moment, especially with the way um, we're, we're forced to watch on Channel 9 where they've got one of the Queensland coaching staff in the commentary box, like how much more biased do you want to be? Um, the New South Wales coach, hopefully, who's outgoing, um, works with Channel 9 and focuses a lot more on that than he should on actually being the coach of the team. Like he does all his weekly shows and stuff and he still does like the sideline work with channel nine, like pre series and during the series. And I just think it's ridiculous that the origin coach isn't focusing all his energy onto coaching the team. Um, And then like you said, Josh, a lot of his selections being Panthers kind of, makes it a little bit harder to watch um, just because we don't really like the Panthers all that much at the moment. But there's definite bias against the Tigers, um, dodgy bench rotations. I just don't see any reason to get excited about Origin at the moment, particularly in the men's game. Speaking of bias against the Tigers, I don't know if anyone caught. Someone did uh, show us. I did share it on Twitter, on our West Life Pod Twitter today. Uh, James Hooper in his player ratings basically said Steph should never have been picked and he's just just a West Tigers forward. And it's just like you absolute like condescending asshole. Yeah, it's just like like basically stating just because he plays for the West Tigers that he shouldn't play for the Blues. Like Stefano, whether you like it or not, he's been one of the best front rowers despite being in a losing team. And I did notice in the commentary too, uh, they mentioned his losing record. It's like if he's playing in a shit team, like it doesn't mean, like it's just I don't know. There is it seems like it's a bit of a good bias good players against. can be playing in shit teams. Like look at Ben Hunt; he's single handedly resurrected yeah. the Dragons and helped them avoid the spoon for what probably three, four, three ish years now. And yeah. he's one of the key parts of that Queensland team. So it's not just us who has a shit player playing. Um, or a player from a shit club playing in Origin. Like, we had Appy in Game 1 as well, and Appy would probably have been there in Game 2 if it wasn't for Tino um, and his shenanigans. Yeah, and Kathy made a good point. What about Appy? He's the best hooker in the world, but because he plays for the West Tigers, does that mean he's not? Uh, anything to add, Rob, on Origin before we move on? 
Oh, look, I'm, I'm a lot like you. It disrupts the NRL season. Um, mm. I got into it last night, but I'm over it. I don't care. I mean, the coaching yeah. was absolutely diabolical. I've, I've never seen, you know, like everyone was making out about this big switch with the wingers going back from right to left and left to right, and all they were doing were going back to where they play at club level. Um, one, one thing I do want to say about State of Origin, if, you know, not that people give a shit, but that last set before half time, I've never seen a worse set of six in rugby league representative football, we literally went one out, one out, one out, and then Robson died with the ball on the last. Yeah, died the ball on the last. I I, I yelled I at the TV. Thought, I just thought, what's, yeah. what's Fittler doing? What's Fittler doing? The and look, I'm being honest. I don't think Steph should have been picked myself. I think like someone like Regan Campbell Gillard should have been there. Even David Clemmer. David Clemmer's our best prop. I'd have Clem there before Steph. No disrespect to Steph. He's going mm. to come back a better player for it. He did nothing wrong. He played well in his 14 minutes. But what's the point of taking a player to play 14 minutes? Yeah, You may as well have not had, had him there at all. This is how bad his bench rotation is. You know, he picked a second rower in game one. Hudson Young played 20 minutes and didn't play the last 60. Back rowers play 80 minutes. And then to put Damian Cook in the centres and, and him and Brandy trying to justify it, it was just, it's actually embarrassing because this isn't Queensland with, you know, Slater and Inglis and Hodges and, you know, Thurston and Cronk and Cam Smith. This is just a... But average Queensland side, a, a pretty shit pack with a good hooker, good halves, and a, an up and coming young fullback. They're not that much chop. Like they're not that great. We 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 were down ten nil in in game one, and then we basically dominated the game for the next sixty minutes. Had a, a man extra, and somehow found a way to fucking screw it up. So like we we dominated for sixty minutes in game one, and then we just made them look like champions last night. They're they're not that good. It's just it's that. Just so embarrassing that we mm. lost it. We lost it, like not from the players. We just lost it before, the, like on the selection table with yeah. the interchanges, as Aaron said. But playing guys for 15, 20 minutes and, and ruining that bench rotation, like you'd never carry a specialist centre on the bench, but you may as well have and not played Steph because yeah. Steph only got 14 minutes. It was just. Yeah, Burton would have made more sense. Just any anyone. Mm. Like it's just, it's actually really, really sad. Look, it's going to be Freddie's last game, but I mean, Brandy needs to move on as well because he's he's not much better. I don't, I've got nothing against the Penrith players. If they're the best players, they should be there. But I think Yo and Yo and Cam Murray are like for like. So I just don't mm. think you have both of them there as good, as good as they are. All this stuff about combinations, what a crock of shit. Look at Queensland. They've got, a Brisbane fullback, a, a Melbourne Storm 5'8", a Manly halfback, you know, North Queensland people. I mean, they've just got – it's a mix of all sorts. So I don't think you need all this combination stuff. Like, just pick the best players and, and just see how it goes. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Game 3 because, I don't know, they'll probably just try and give New South Wales all the favours. But who's going to show up? Like, it's surely it's going to affect the crowd numbers. Oh, yeah. They'll be giving away free tickets to companies yeah, it'll, affect, right it'll affect TV numbers as well. Like, like not how, how are Queensland a dollar eighty? How are Queensland a dollar eighty? Honestly, they should be a dollar thirty. Like, yeah, you get, on, get on, get on Queensland now. They're just absolute certainties to win. Like, they've mm. just got no idea. New South Wales, absolutely no idea how to pick a team. If we picked our our best seventeen, I think we'd win pretty comfortably. Yeah, I reckon if you uh, work for Line Nathan or uh, Westpac, you're probably going to get a few emails of free tickets offered. To people in your company because they're going to struggle to uh, to sell it. They'll start giving them off to yeah. sponsors. Uh, Shay on YouTube asked the thoughts on the Luai incident. I'm not sure you're referring to the Instagram incident or the incident where he basically stood over. Uh, who did he stand over? Who was it at the end Jerry there? Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh. Like it's just. I don't know, but that's a carry on from game one as well, Josh. I mean, yeah. uh, Reese Walsh. I think pulled. Blue eyes hair, which is just hilarious. What to actually say that yeah. about two grown well, he, men? But he wears a headgear now, so yeah. I, I think mm. I think a couple of things that that just make I think are laughable, like two blatant headbutts, and they just cop a fine. Like they should be getting suspended for three or four weeks each. I know it's Origin, but you know it's Adokar's punch as well. Yeah, Adokar throws a punch. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just, that'd be that'd be like a three four week suspension in Clubland. Yeah, anyone sending a player a death threat is an absolute goose and, yeah. and they should be reported and they should be, you know, off Instagram or social media or, or charged or whatever. But 
I don't I don't care what anyone throws at a celebrity or a player. You just cannot bite back the way Luai bit back. It was just yeah, so dumb. Yeah, it was very arrogant. Yeah, like, and, I mean, like, know, out of context. NBA players, yeah. NBA players cop it. You know, LeBron cops it. They don't go back and, you know, answer back with stupid Instagram posts. I mean, some do, but they, they really get called out for it. So LeBron's think- a cheat. Well, he does. He loves a cheesy... Like he's a the master of cheesy posts, but yeah, but nothing. He, he's usually LeBron's more about the theater of this taught the sport itself. I, like he, yeah, he's that popular that he probably gets that sort of shit. Yeah. Date I, I don't on think a we'll daily see basis. Luai. I don't think we'll see Luai again in Origin for mm. at least two or three years, if ever. I, I think I think he's just ha- hasn't played very well. He's he's had a couple of good moments. He's good at beating three or four players back on the inside, but. You know, he didn't have any support to to make those runs look useful. So uh, I don't know. I thought Moses played pretty well. You know, I was going to say, call call me crazy. I reckon Cleary Cleary's still going to be injured for game three, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Maybe next year I would go. I'll go with Cleary. Maybe play Moses at the six with Cleary. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm just not a Cleary fan. Like he's got he's got the best kicking game, and he can nail yeah. And he's a pretty decent defender, but I just say, I don't know. I, I like what Moses does, but I'd, I'd have to give him the right 5 eighth. Whoever that is, whether it's Cody Walker or if they want to experiment and put Nico Hines there, I don't know. But it'd be, you know, if, if Freddie does care about the future of New South Wales, he really should give a few younger guys a go and, you know, because the series is over. Don't T- Teddy's got to stand down. Teddy's not the same player. Love, love what Teddy's done in the past, but he's a shadow of the player he was three or four years ago. He's, he's on the downslide. Benjamin said on YouTube, Luai's the NRL's Jar Morant from the NBA. He yeah, is just, too. <laughs> you see, see him carry, carrying a weapon on Instagram. Yeah, good comparison. Uh, right, it's Ben Hunt chat. So of all people, Matt Rogers, fellow Queenslander, went on SEN and he reckons he's got a source that Ben Hunt could go to the Tigers, even though Sheens came out and said we're not allowed to talk to him and uh, – Lee went on SEN and said it's illegal to talk to them. And I don't know, boys, what are you? What are your thoughts on this Ben Hunt situation? Has anyone got anything? He was spoken what... to after. It was spoken to after full time yesterday, and he said he wanted to go home to Queensland or something. So yeah, I don't know if that's going to put any put any rumors to bed or what's going to happen from there, or if he if he does decide to stick with a and like a New South Wales based team um, for the for the right money, but I don't know. I I think personally he'd probably go to um one of the one of the Queensland teams. The he may go to the Dolphins. Something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't. I think if he went to another Sydney club, that would look worse in terms of what he's doing. But if he actually just goes home to Queensland, maybe that he'll get a bit more sympathy. That he just wants to be near his family. I guess you can't really begrudge. There's plenty of players that have um, wanted to go back to the a club near where they're from, and you can't really begrudge them for that, as opposed to just spitting the dummy and going to a crosstown rival. He kind of is spitting the dummy, though, Josh, because he just signed an extension less yeah. than a year ago. So, look, I'd, I'd love it to be true, but I'm with Aaron. If he says he wants to go to Queensland, it probably is. Um, the fact that the Titans have done a a really hush-hush deal to get Des Hasler as coach. Perhaps they've done the same thing with Ben Hunt and Ben Hunt's going up there. So maybe maybe there's a chance of us snagging the Titans half or someone like that because obviously, you know, players want to play first grade. Yeah. We've, got a lot of, we've got a lot of money to offer. But, yeah, in a perfect world, Josh, as I said Monday night, we should we should be so desperate. We should just making it impossible 100%. for Ben Hunt to turn down an offer and, and stay even for two years. Even if he wants to go back, we'll say, you know, go back to Queensland in two years. But we need you for the next couple of years, you know, till we get another halfback. But because he'd he'd be perfect for us, he makes us a top eight team straight away, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I guess going back home, he's only going to wait two years, and then he can he'll probably retire. Yeah, he can go. And we've got the money to give him, which is which is the key thing. We can actually yeah. give him overs dollars if we needed to. Uh, speaking of Queensland or players playing in Queensland. Uh, it's come out that the t- Benji Marshall has reached out to our old friend Jock Madden for coming back to the West Tigers from the Broncos. He's obviously not playing 
first grade. He's only played a handful of games, two or three games two, for the Broncos. Two, only yeah, one. one. It's just the one. Um, so yeah, Benji's reached out. Uh, as what's your thoughts? Would you bring Jock home? I mean, if we can't get anyone else, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a bad thing. He knows our systems because he was here for however many years he was here. Um, played a bit of first grade for us. Uh, so knows a lot of the players and would probably slip back into the system quite well. Um, maybe having Benji here as a coach or in the coaching staff may help his game improve more than or to to playing better than he did, you know, under Madge and things like that. So I wouldn't necessarily rule it out. It wouldn't be my first choice, but I wouldn't rule it out. And the halves market at the moment is is slim picking. So, I mean, if we can get him back, maybe. Might as well give it a go. What are your thoughts, Rob? Yeah, pretty much what Aaron said. I mean, it just shows how desperate we are. The fact that, you know, we said, see you later, and now now we want you back. And, and knowing us, we probably have to give you more money to come back, you know, because we are so desperate. But, yeah, look, it's, it's a slight upgrade, but probably not the answer to our problems. But I think it just goes to show how how poorly we were to let I mean look we let him go while we still had Hastings so it wasn't the worst thing but to let Hastings mm. go after letting go of, of Madden was absolutely stupid and I think the club's realising that now and they know they're in a situation and they've got to try and get themselves out of it so there is literally anyone that says they want to come to the Tigers I dare say we'd be interested in every single player yeah, he has a better win he has a better uh, better win percentage at the Tigers than he does at the Broncos He's um I've got his zero profile page up now. Yeah. Well he's yeah. he's five wins and twelve losses with us. He's zero wins and two losses for the Broncos. Oh, I oh it's just played two. Okay, I and two. He must have had a game earlier in the season that I've forgotten about, but I know he played a few weeks ago when Reynolds was out, I think due to concussion protocol. I think both both of his games were because Reynolds was concussed. It was round nine against the Rabbits in that yep. one where they got smashed and then yeah, round twelve against the Panthers. The crazy thing is he was pretty much signed for the Panthers and then decided to go to Brisbane. So he probably would have got, uh, now that Cleary's out, he might have got a crack at the Panthers maybe this year. Maybe, but, maybe uh, being a Queenslander going to going to Brisbane might have um, appealed to him a bit more than Penrith in the end. He's New South Welshman, isn't he? I mean, the other thing too, we've got, we've got to remember like he's... No, he's, 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 he's a New South... He's a New South Wales country boy, isn't he? He played junior New South Wales, I'm pretty sure. I think you're thinking of Jakey Simpkin. Yeah, Simpkin's good Queenslander. Yeah. Yeah, no, maybe I'm, that's who I'm thinking of. Maybe yeah, I'm Jock, mixed up. Jock played for New South Wales uh, under-18s, I'm pretty sure. But are we to believe everything that we read in the paper anyway? Maybe Benji has an approach. Maybe they're just making shit up. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, take everything we say with the yeah. granite salt because... We're reading from the people that we should we should be taking from a great assault. Uh, Latu speaking. Let's talk more about bullshit in the paper. Let's see if this comes true. <laughs> uh, Latu Fainu from Manly. So um, you might recall his older brother is the one that stabbed a Mormon priest. They call it a priest in the Mormon church. Mormon priest uh, and is in jail, but. Um, Look, that's obviously his brother, not him. So he is was a highly touted young junior and apparently Manly might have to squeeze him out, might be, not be able to afford to keep him. They haven't even played him in first grade yet. And obviously Manly's becoming, we're basically being linked to anything that Manly doesn't want at the moment, obviously with Scotty Fulton at the West Tigers. So maybe him and there's also talk his brother... Um, uh, Sam Samuela, maybe they'll release him to come, come with him. So, as We've any thoughts, got Sione as well. Uh, that's right. He's in our. Uh, is he playing flag or is he in cup at the moment? Cup, uh, flag. I think. Is he? I don't know. One or the other. He's a problem, isn't he? We've got the New South Wales Cup team list. We'll see if his name's in that a little. Yeah, bit later. we'll see if that pops up. But yeah, so I mean, if his brother's here and we've got. Scotty Fulton. I mean, it seems like it's pretty, pretty likely. So, 
Um, I honestly don't know much about him. Um, all I know, I don't know what position he plays. All I know is, is he is he was given a monster deal by Manly, and that mm. seems to be why they need to move him on. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens on that one. Uh, did, did Fulton give you the monster deal? I mean, this is just like <laughs> it's be pretty this funny, is cra- crazy stuff. The Fulton Tartak connection, and don't forget too that Benji Marshall was managed by Mario Tartak in his latter playing years as well. So there's a bit of a three-way connection there. There you go. Speaking of connections, our friends at Mobile Corp, so formerly MLC Phones, who sponsored the Tigers back in the mid-90s, they support local businesses by managing their IT, their networks, and their mobile devices. Uh, If you're a local business owner looking for a partner who will take away the hassle of dealing with IT issues, make sure you have cybersecurity in place. Handle all your mobile device needs, then Mobile Corp can help. Mobile Corp is a family-run business and long-time supporter of the West Tigers. Uh, contact our mate Stephen at, and the team at Mobile Corp. Uh, check it out on mobilecorp.com.au. That's mobilecorp.com.au. Uh, just thought we'd talk about who we'd like to see in the team next week because who knows what Sheenzy will produce come Tuesday. We normally talk about the team list at this point in the show for the, this weekend's game, but obviously it's a buy. Uh, for one, I would like to see Dane Laurie get a go at six in the halves. I know he hasn't been lighting the world on fire in cup, but I mean, I just want to see Dane Laurie get a crack at the six. We've got nothing to lose. He was, it was a like people for, quickly forget just how good he was playing for us before he got injured. Uh, was it late? 2021 that he got injured when was it he was out for a while but i mean he's he's proven proven before that he can be a good spark and attack i'd like to see him get a crack at six and it's better um we don't want to upset any staff at toa fans rob like we did <laughs> again on, again but I, he just didn't make a fist of five eight i mean i get, I yeah. get that he made the tackles i get I get we like Stafford Tower. Yeah, we do like. I was, I was, I was critical of the coaches to put him there. I wasn't critical of him. Yeah, I, I don't think he played as a true link, and I don't think it was fair on Wakem to ha- to have him as a halves partner. That's all. So, uh, that, I, I stand by that. I don't know what the big deal is. Like it's like as if to say that I don't think Stafford Tower is a great player. He's come out of nowhere. He's easily the best centre we've got in the club. Uh, but uh, you know, typical Sheen's move. We, you know, we got a, a right edge that's going well. Let's put him in. You know, at number six, so it was just a stupid idea, yeah. and it failed. And I and I know where we're we're thin on numbers in the halves and all that, but you know what happened to the next man up? Whoever the halves are, whether they're playing shit or not, give them a go. Try someone. Try one of these kids that might be hopeless. You can't do worse than whatever our scoreline was. What was it, thirty-two six or something like that? This we got nothing to lose. Um, as is there anyone you'd like to see get a crack at first grade up in Townsville next week? Um, might as well give the uh, the young centre, um, O'Reilly. I think he, Tristan he Riley. Tristan Riley, yeah. yeah. Tristan Riley. He might be worth a debut, but other than that, I can't really think of too many other players in Cup who were who'd be knocking on the door um, based on form. Maybe bring Matamua back into the side if they think he's the future yeah. at thirteen. Then might as well start playing him again. But I'm still, like I've said a few times, I'm still not too keen on him at the moment until he shows a bit more. Um, but yeah, as for what you said, Josh, I, I kind of agree at the moment. The change I'd make is um, Laurie in, Toa back to um, centre, and Talao left right out. Yep, I agree with that. Rob, anyone? Oh, look, firstly, I, I, like we said before, I don't want to see Talao and Kapara in the 17. Um, I'd like to see a couple of these younger younger kids in the forwards play, especially Matamuri. Whether he's up to it or not, we've, we've got to give him a go. Yeah. I, I got, I'm not going to complain about Laurie, and I'll probably get my head chewed off for saying this because we shouldn't change a play from a great position, like I just said with Toa. But let's leave Buller at fullback because he's doing a great job there. But Buller would smash five eight. Like if Buller's healthy, player. he's our number one. Yeah, the, I know, I know. But he, yeah, he, he, like a, he, he'd be our best option at six at the moment. But he'd just be yeah. mad moving from number one. The guy can yeah. tackle. The guy can fan. The guy's got a good step. The guy's got a good passing game. Um, but yeah, let's leave him at number one and get him right there. But if you really wanted to put who could handle 
number six best at the moment. In my opinion, it'd be Buller, but he's that talented. He could play in a few different positions. Yeah. Uh, right on to your questions. Thank you to everyone who submitted their questions. First up is Kim. So she said, uh, we've kind of just answered this, um, kind of what I was saying then. We need to do something our halves. We were told Simkin and Laurie trained there in the off-season. Why aren't we using them now? I hear we are chasing Cogger. Would he be a good fit? Uh, for me, I think we're all in agreement. So I think we talked a little bit about it, about Cogger possibly Monday. Did we mention Jack Cogger on Monday? I can't remember. It was three days um, ago. We mentioned it, but not too much. We mentioned that we yeah. were... We'd made approaches to his manager or something like that, but yeah, it doesn't excite me. No, it's at a all. sideways, sideways move yeah. for me. I mean, he's twenty-five. He he's got he's he's got an okay attack game, kicking game, but he's I don't think he's a good defender myself from what I've seen. But you know, I, I definitely will watch a bit more of him this weekend. They're playing Newcastle, so I, I will keep my eye on him because I'm sure the Tigers are as well. As any any ideas for you for halfback? We did get a couple of halfback questions. I think our next one, D- Derek Webber asks, who are we targeting for our halves and why? So it kind of links together. But um, a few people in the comments have suggested, I saw Ben, uh, our Queensland, one of our Queensland viewers, he said, Josh Rogers from Wynnum Manly. He's the best six in Queensland Cup and a goal kicker as well. It's pretty funny that name because uh, Rogers is my mother's maiden name and obviously Josh. So that's um, we might re- be related. Uh, as any well, ideas? Maybe, maybe sort of left field, but if, um, let's say Ben Hunt was to go to maybe the Titans, if he was, then I think Toby Sexton would be on the outer, and I I wouldn't be, um, like, I wouldn't say no to signing him, because I think uh, he, he showed, he's shown a lot of potential um, in his time for the Titans, so I, I think that'd be a, a player there we could target. Um, yeah, there's there's... The market for halves at the moment is pure garbage almost. So there's not a lot of options there. And um, if we can't nail Brooksy down, then it seems like we are probably potentially not going to have like a, a proper recognized halfback for next year. Which is crazy because we had too many last year. Yeah, it's yeah, so bad. But what, you got to you got to take into account what Sheen said in the press conference. Not that I like hearing what he's got to say too much, but um, I think the fact that there are so we are so limited for halves options in Australia. The first mm. comment he said is we are looking in England and elsewhere. So they, they've obviously got their eye on someone in England. It'd be nice whoever suggested that uh, Queensland Cup kid. I mean, it'd be nice to find a. I know we're looking for a seven, but. If we can get the equivalent of a uh, Cody Walker, like South got a you know Cody Walker when he was like twenty six or twenty eight or something like that, and he mm. turned into a star. So look, we got we got to look everywhere, but that's a good thing. It's up to them to to find out. But we should never have been in this position in the first place. We we had a great game manager in Jackson Hastings. I'm not saying he's the ants pants, but would have been would have been a perfect foil in the team we've got. So we've screwed ourselves, and we've just got to try and fix it up. Well, I've heard that both Blake Austin and um, Aiden Caesar, Two I the think that both played for Warrington are off contract, so they could be options. I loved Blake Austin. He was How my old favorite Blake player. Blake Austin, my God! <laughs> How Younger old than, than I don't Younger than me. Know. Younger than me, I think. I think he's in early thirties. I'll have to Google uh, it. Yeah, well, let's have a Google race. Ready? Well, Aiden Caesar's got a good kicking game, but I mean, he he's a pretty shit defender, and Born in ninety one, oh, yeah, he's slower than Jackson Hastings, so I don't know why we'd get Caesar, but and and really, I don't think um, I think Austin's more a five eighth than a seven. Uh, both Austin, born in ninety one, so thirty three, yeah, both thirty, both thirty three next year. So younger than Ben Hunt, Ben Hunt's my age, but we know Ben Hunt is doing an elite job at the moment in NRL, so he'd be the number one option. Yeah, I mean, Blake Austin's more of a six than a seven. Yeah. All right, a question from Lance. Um, I should have had a sip of water before I had this one because it's a big one. Uh, he said, G'day, Rob, Aaron, and Josh. For tonight's podcast, I have a specific question in which I'd appreciate if you address with your individual perspectives. What area within the club do you all consider to be the most responsible for the lack of success that we have endured at the club over a decade now? 
Would you consider upper management or NRL halves pairing to be the main problem? Uh, if management is a concern, how would you personally address the issue? Perhaps removing Pasco CEO. I promise we didn't write this. This is actually a listener. We didn't make this one up. Uh, please removing Pasco as CEO and Hazard Bentalis and chairman and cleaning house with the current board and appointing personnel more suitable for the job in a 50-50 split with Balmain and Western Suburbs board members. If, on the other hand, the halves are the utmost concern, how would you go about addressing this issue? We've kind of already talked about the halves uh, issue. Should the Tigers aim to sign two halves and experienced ones such as Ben Hart and young up-and-coming talent such as Braden Trindle? If we can only manage a side of junior, would you consider bumping up the offer to keep Luke Brooks as the experienced playmaker? So a few questions in there. So, I mean, Rob, I, don't, I think the first part, um, yeah, management. I mean, the halves, we had decent halves at the club and we let them go and who let them go? That's kind of my answer. To that one. Yeah, well, look, from, from an off-field perspective, I'd say the problem has been attracting players to the club. And the reason I think for the that it's been getting worse and worse is upper management and, and the record and, you know, Justin and Lee. So I, I think that relates to them. In terms of the football side of things, definitely we've lacked a game manager. Even though Brooks has improved out of sight this year, that's... That's been our biggest issue. We've really lacked a, a, a good general, um, which we got a little bit of relief from last year with Hastings and that went out the window. Um, but I think it really showed up in our game against Melbourne. The one, And I don't know what's going on at the club right now, but the one thing that I think we're lacking are the right systems in place below first grade. So as I said on Monday, you see with Melbourne Storm, doesn't matter who's injured, guys the next person that comes into that position knows their role, knows exactly what they've got to do. And I don't feel that's the same with us. We don't have that next person comes in and goes in that spot. We've been playing Sheen's ball and moving positions around and, you know, Bateman from right to middle and, you know, Isaiah from left to right edge. And we just keep freaking moving all the pieces around where Melbourne just, if you're a fullback, you know what your fullback's job mm. is. If you're a winger, you know what the winger does. I just don't feel like, that's the case at the Tigers. Even if you look at the New South Wales Cup team, you see even those guys that are never probably going to get a run in first grade, they're just playing in different positions every week in the back line. Like they're literally not, you know, one week someone's fullback, one week someone's centre, next week they're on the wing. I just don't think we've got the systems below. So, you know, like I said, Mundo, I'd really like us to become more like a, a Melbourne in the sense of have the right systems beneath. So, and even Penrith to a degree, because when they come into first grade, they look ready-made. They look like they know what they're doing. If you if you go to Penrith last year, they bought in Taylor May. They bought in Isaiah Targo on left wing, left centre. And they look like they've been playing first grade all their lives. They just mm. knew what was expected from them and how to play. I don't feel like that's like that's the case with the Tigers. I feel like if we debut Tristan Riley, we've got to give him 10 games to get used to being a first grader. Where at Penrith, they bring in whoever it is, whether it's Cogger, whether it's uh, who's who's the five eight they bring in that's uh, Salmon, like he seems to be playing pretty well, strong runner of the ball, scores tries, like they just all know their role. Even Tyrone Peachy looks like a better player at Penrith, but with us mm. he looked like shit. So I just think we've got to get our systems and you know below right, and maybe they're working on that, maybe they don't. I'm not within the club, I don't know what they do, but you know if you base it on on field performances, it doesn't look like that's the case. So uh, that's what I'd be changing in terms of the player side of things and the coaching side of things. As what about you? Well, I agree with pretty much everything Rob said there, but I, the one thing I'd like to add is um, what a couple months ago now, I think it might've been, we had that, um, that letter sent to us by the, the outgoing member of the board. I think it was, I can't remember his name. Oh, the magpies. Um, talk about the magpies. Uh, talk about the magpies yeah. chairman. Uh, Aaron? Uh, yeah, that's the one. I think so. Yeah. Um, and but... I think he said something about the board or I, I think from what like from what we showed, we were able to basically infer that the only way someone can um, be like removed from the board is if they either remove themselves or if they die. So if you've mm. got that system, if that's a system that you've got in place, um, mm -hmm. I think that's going to set a club up, up for failure as well, If especially like 
if there's no way of keeping those people accountable and they can make whatever decisions they want and then they think they're doing what's in the best interest of the club and no one's able to remove them, then how are we going to improve in that like back end of the club department? So you're basically saying that our, our governance is the problem, like the, 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 the rules and regulations that we have and how you be, become a member or, you know, we don't have voting rights, all that sort of stuff. Pretty much. I think club... I mean, sometimes I'm not necessarily voting rights, but if if the governance in particular, when it comes to the board, I think is probably the biggest issue because, like I said, if they're able to make whatever decisions they feel are good for the club, whether they are or not, whether they've got an ounce of footy knowledge or not, um, if they're making decisions that basically there's no consequence to them for making, then yeah, how are we going to improve? Uh, right, moving on to lower grades. So New South Wales Cup, they are playing, and both our flags. So they're both playing Lickham Oval on Saturday afternoon. So New South Wales Cup are at two o'clock, and flag are at twelve. So uh, I thought Cup might have had a few more first graders trickled in to get a few more minutes. Maybe it will come uh, kick off on Saturday. Maybe I don't know. Maybe a lot of the first graders have been given. The weekend off. Is that Fainu that I can see on the bench there, guys? Yeah, Sienna Fainu is on the bench as well. Uh, yeah, Matamua is at lock. Uh, Ruit Hooker. Um, who else? Keep it up. Tristan Riley in the centres too. So a few names to watch there that hopefully will come up. The cup, the cup team struggled the last couple of weeks. Um, we'll see a few players going back up to first grade to cover injury. So fingers crossed they can get it done. Uh, Jersey flag. So so even Talon De Silva, he hasn't been named in either side. So you think he they would have given him more of a run this weekend, but um, his name's not popped up. In, uh, I guess they don't in, want to risk him injuring himself yeah, if no. he doesn't have to play. Um, especially if he's going to be in the club's midterm <laughs> plans while Appy's out. Keep him yeah. alive. Yeah, but you also want football again under his legs. I know to catch twenty two. I guess. Um, Brandon Tumas, he's in in flag at the moment. So he's obviously uh, played first grade already. So yeah, go and go and support the low grade boys on Saturday afternoon at Lickham Oval and can sit in the Tommy Radonikus stand while you're there. I might try and get the young bloke out for uh, a sausage sandwich. That's how I get him convincing him to go to the footy, the sausage sandwich. So uh, right at Rob Sudamas, what have you got for us this weekend? Yeah, I've gone in early, guys. Uh, this is the first game of the weekend. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I love the way the Warriors are playing. So I think doing a same game multi, putting them to wins, not much chop. But you know, you do sports bet, you get one leg wrong, you get your your money back up to fifty bucks. Um, DWZ, uh, Dallin Watini Zalesniak, he will score a try. And for a bit of value, I've thrown in the second rower, uh, Niakore. He's a really strong runner, and um, I think he's due for a try as well. So. They're two anytime try scorers with a Warriors win, and I think that's a, a pretty decent bet this week. Sure, bro. Uh, right on to our tips for the rest of the game. So seven games this week. We've all tipped the Warriors for the first game. Uh, who are they, did you say they're playing against? Robert? St. George. Against the, the poor old Dragons. Uh, can, can they win by by more than 20 so we because, um, yeah, move can away jump. from last again? Yeah, jump it up depends there. on the, the weather in New Zealand. Is it going to be damp or is it going to be dry? Or... <laughs> Dragons home game, isn't it? Is it a Dragons home game? Yeah, it's Dragons home game. Oh, so it's over here. Even better. So, yeah, throw throw the ball around. Uh, yeah, it's it in Wollongong. Oh, there you go. I wouldn't have known. Yeah, Friday Night Footy is in Wollongong. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins v Para on Saturday afternoon at Sunshine Coast Stadium. We've all gone the Eels. Uh, obviously, you would think Moses will back up in this one. Yeah, the Dolphins. Dolphins are going well. That, that was, yeah. I, I thought that was a hard, hard game to pick, but 
yeah, Eels with, you know, a little bit of confidence, not too much. I mean, the Dolphins are a big chance of winning. Wayne Bennett will get them up. The, fin- the uh, Finns' depth is being tested as well. So I think mm. they're um, they're struggling a little bit at the moment. So I think, yeah, the Eels will jump on the back of a good win against Manly and repeat the dose because the, the Eels are in the top eight for the first time this season now. So, uh, My bet of the week might be get on the Knights – uh, with a start, what, what's their start this week? Because I've heard that their Origin players are all possibly going to be rested. So the line's ten and a half for the Knights at the moment. I reckon that um, that's good value. That's my bet of the week. Get on the Knights with a ten and a half start, uh, and I've tipped the Knights to win in an upset because obviously no Cleary and definitely no Cleary and uh, yeah, so. Fair few players from last night. I've heard that they're going to uh, give him the week off. I mean, Luai, I mean, Luai's already hinted that he's not going to work. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But as you, you depends who plays. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, you if you wait for that to put your bet on gamble responsibly, the, the the market will change straight away. So, like when. Um, a few years ago, when it was Origin week, we were playing the Panthers. As soon as the Origin team was announced, I went on and threw money on us to win over the Panthers. And I, you literally saw the price. It's like I lost like two dollars, two to because it went from like nine dollars down to whatever. Um, such for such outsiders, you could see the price going down. So. Uh, next game, Storm v Manly down in Melbourne. We've all gone. Tommy Turbo gone for this season with the pec injury, apparently. Um, we've all gone Storm in this one. $4.50 outsiders, Manly. Are they any chance? Big rivalry, this one? Big rivalry, but I don't think so. I think the Storm are, mm. are playing pretty well. And Harry Grant's finally back to that form that we all know. He's uh, good for because I think he's been down most of this year till the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I'm pretty sure the storm will get up quite comfortably. Uh, Queensland, Southern Queensland Derby, Broncos, Titans, two o'clock Sunday. Albo, we've all gone Broncos. They're pretty uh, heavy favourites in this one. Are the Titans any chance? Uh, well, they've just lost their coach, so how are they going to react to that? Mm. Will, they, will they play better or play worse? So, uh, no, I, I don't know. I mean, you'd, you'd think the Broncos would get up, but again, they it, it could go. You know, the Titans could put up a good showing. Bit of a local derby there, obviously. I feel bad for the coach, too. Apparently, he was a bit blindsided by the whole thing um, and is pretty pissed off at the moment. So. It caught, caught me off guard when I saw it pop up today. Yeah, apparently he got and, sacked because um they only beat the Tigers by sixteen. That wasn't good enough. Imagine, yeah, it's not often, yeah, yeah after, getting, getting sacked, sacked after a win, yeah. After a win, yeah. yeah. A win a win and a buy. That like he literally said that I've been sacked after a win. Yeah. Uh Rabbitohs Cowboys at Homebush on Sunday afternoon. We've all gone Rabbitohs in this one. Hopefully the Cowboys uh what is it, six day turnaround before they play against us. So He's hoping it goes to Golden Point and they pull up a bit. Another sore. another eighty-eight Cowboys. minute game. Uh, yeah, Cowboys. Cowboys three dollars ten in this one. So we'll see if the Rabbitohs play. I mean, that's a fair fair distance between Wednesday and Sunday. You'd think all their Origin players will uh, will um, be sweet for this one. Yeah, still no Latrell for South, but I think they'll be too strong. Mm. Uh, Roosters, last game of the round, Roosters on Sunday night are at home. Uh, three games, no, no, two games in Sydney, back to back games in Sydney, Sunday, Arvo. So, Roosters, doll 60 favorites against the Raiders. You've gone the Raiders in an upset, Rob. I really couldn't pick this game. I mean, the Roosters are, are pretty awful lately, although they did guts out a win against the Knights. Uh, last time I watched after losing. Kiri to a suspected broken jaw, which turns out it wasn't broken. But look, the, the Raiders were pretty poor too. But I don't know. I just, I just thought I'll take a stab at Canberra. I'm not having a bet on the game or anything, so 
my tips don't really matter. Um, anything to add on that one, As? Not really. I thought this was the toughest game to tip. And yeah, the Roosters are in pretty poor form, but they are coming off a gutsy win. Raiders, uh, they've been up and down. Like they started really down, then they got up and got on a bit of a run. But um, in what was a game that they should have won. Um, did they play last week? Did they? I don't think they played last week. Um, if that's the right. case, then yeah, in their no, last no, they game. They haven't played since the 300th game for uh, Croker. Yeah, I don't know why they... Like, I thought they would have gotten up for that game. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty down on the Raiders at the moment. So that's why I've gone the Roosters. If I can just interject, guys, the, the, the New South Wales girls are going to win this game, but they won't win the series. Oh, they They've scored just on the given, buzzer. Yeah, I just... They scored on the buzzer with a penalty try for the Queensland girl sticking out her boot a la Billy Slater. So the girl, mm. like our girl was going to ground it and she stuck the boot out and uh, obviously didn't score the right way. But um, we've got about 15, go. we've got about 15 seconds to get a converted try to, to get that nine point plus margin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's a stupid two game yeah, series. on aggregate. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, I originally thought what they would do is if if the series ended up as a one all draw, then the current holder um, would keep it. So I, but mm. that's what they, used to happen with Origin draws. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's just as bad. That's what they, they that's yeah. what they used to do at Bledisloe Cup as well in the Union. It's just such a freaking dumb move. Like play, you have best out of three. Otherwise, it's not worth playing. Like yeah, like Queensland are going to lose this match but still win the series. And what a weird bloody feeling that's going to be. Yeah, they won't care. They'll be happy. But um, this last play is going to be interesting. We could just have a two-man sack race until a, a winner can be crowned. <laughs> but basketball reference for those who didn't get that. Uh, on to Patreon as I get the Discord open. Uh, what have they got, the boys? There are a few. Boy, the boys are on a uh, hot one. Is typing furiously some long questions this <laughs> one. But Jay Dangerous, nice quick one. We've kind of already talked about Blake Austin and Aiden Caesar. Uh, can we get them up to NRL season for six and seven? We kind of already hit that accidentally already, Jay. Um, but anything else to add on that, boys? Uh, both knows if that's if that's what the question alludes. So I don't want either of them. Uh, Joey, Joey Lulash. My God, Joey, there's... All right, deep breaths. That's a, this is a big one. Where do we go as a club from here? We have no half sign for next season in what is another sign at the front front office have no idea what they are doing. We put all our eggs in the Mitchell Moses basket and he played like a fiddle, like many West uh, many players do with the West Tigers. After our biggest win of the season and what was the biggest win in club's history, points-wise, we let go of our best player last year in Joffa and someone who was a massive... Joey, have you just, like, just reviewed the West Tigers season in this question? Uh the podcast on its own, isn't it? Yeah, the massive club culture. We also did para favor for no apparent reason. We also told others they're free to go, which basically killed our season. I've tried to remain calm, positive log, but I can with Pasco and Lee at the helm. The hope that I have for the future is very bleak. One has no knowledge about football. Um, if you can't tell, I'm breezing through this. Let's trying to find the question amongst it for the last six to seven years. All I've heard about is building towards the next year after finishing last year. With no half, okay, here's the question. With no half sign for next year, no good ones in the market, what do we have to look forward to? We supposedly have so much money to spend and no one to spend it on. If you're a player who's off contract, why would you want to come to the Tigers when even someone like Joffa slams the club for how they handled his exit? Sorry for the long rant. Just need to vent my frustrations frustrations and what is another disappointing season look i really breezed over that sorry joey but um if you want to join the patreon you can read joey's article in the uh in the discord there and baxter's but, uh, up article and baxter's got a big one after this as well i'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll breeze through that one um as well but basically uh on the joffa thing i mean joffa that that was embarrassing he's got a point I mean, Joffa, the fact that Joffa didn't want to leave at the same time shows me there is good camaraderie again amongst the players as well, that he didn't want to leave the team. Um, 
I th- I don't know. I feel like the West Tigers are, are more enticing. You get the play of Appy Coruscant. Like there are signs there that if someone wants to come to a club and be part of a team that and it's hard to say we're on the up when we're still on the bottom of the table, but we've got Jareem Bullock coming through, we've got Talented Silver coming through. I don't know. I think I think we're more enticing than a Dragons. Um and you're obviously going to get a good pay packet because we can afford it. I wouldn't say the Tigers are a place necessarily at the moment. People don't want to come. There's just not really anyone out there that we need. Would you agree with that, boys? Yeah, I, I, I don't know, guys. Like, uh, like I said the other night, we, we've got we've got the nucleus of a good team that um, it's just going to be you know attracting a good half or good halves. Uh, you know, as to how long we've got to wait, I, I don't know, guys. I, I'm I'm getting a bit over it. Some weeks I'm all positive and feeling happy about things, but you know, who knows, guys? We're we're going to finish last again this year. I think I, I don't I don't see a way out of it. Given given the happy injury, I don't see how many games we win and the halves problem. So yeah, it's just another year. We've just got to sit back and watch and 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 there's nothing wrong with doing it, but we've got to try and believe what they're saying we've got to try and believe that things will be better but you know the we're not getting the proof of it are we as anything to add yeah um, no that that sums it up pretty well um i i hope we don't get the spoon like i still feel like we're battling the dragons um mm. and potentially the dogs for it as well um we've got a game against the dragons i don't think Appy will be back in time for that one but that one probably could end up being the the spoon decider so who knows? We'll have to wait to see when we get to that one. But um, yeah, in the in the meantime, I just there is a great team there, um, or the the a part of a great team there. We've just got to um, get it all together, uh, get some attacking footy on the board, and like once we start scoring points, like we sh- like we showed what we could do against the Cowboys. Um, once we once we can do that a bit more regularly, even if it's like 24, 30 points most weeks, then we'll start winning considerably more games. Uh, Baxter's it's a little bit of a rant here. It's not too much of a question, but he's talking about management. Uh, he's just saying, I find it disheartening that we have Lee and Justin steering the ship poorly. Every decision seems to lack conviction, thought, and common sense. I mean, the Hastings thing is literally their fault. Holy shit, the worst part is their lack of taking responsibility. Every single report, sorry from the players' managers, tells you they make the football decisions, yet they constantly lie to our fan base and say they don't. So it's not even really taking, not even really a lack of taking responsibility. It's straight up lying and just to save their own ass when the decision inevitably, inevitably blows up in their face. For the, for me, all their actions seem sneaky, distrustful and arrogant, uh, so I can never connect with them and thus feel a huge... Again, this wasn't written by us. This was definitely... Uh, Baxter in the Discord, but um, in all seriousness, Rob, I know we've got a reputation for having a crack at management, but do you agree with what Baxter's saying there? Do you see any improvement from management this year? Because he's right, there's some decisions that uh, that's just absolutely baffling from this club still going on. I think the decision the decision making has changed since we lost our first seven rounds. So if he's going back to what Baxter said about, you know, losing Hastings, that's on Sheens, that's on Benji and, and whoever, all, all the coaches. If they said they didn't want him there, that's on the coaches. But as we've discussed over the last couple of years, who employed those people? So it, it does fall back on management. If Sheens and Benji have made the wrong decision there, and management have employed Sheens and Benji to do the job, then they're all to blame. So if you if you hire the wrong people to do the wrong job and they get it wrong, management has to wear the blame. And that's where I think it's changed after seven rounds or so. Uh, I'm not saying so much in terms of Benji, but I think to a degree, upper management have realised Sheens is past it. Sheens has made some bad calls. He's promised the world delivered an atlas. You know, we're going to see this style that no one's going to recognise this year and all the whispers, you know, the coming out of the club, get on the Tigers to make the eight, get on the Tigers to make the eight. We're going to be a different team this year. 
and we achieved nothing early in the season. So they've gone behind pretty much Sheens' back and got Scott Fulton. They've got rid of, you know, McDonald. So they're obviously making some changes now. But, yeah, it falls on everyone there. But definitely the management can't wash their hands of it. But that's that's the problem with not having an upper management that don't have too much footy savvy because all Pasco, uh, Pentelis and the rest of the board are, they're, they're only going to trust whatever Sheens and and Marshall say to them, which is fair enough because they're the football brains. If Marshall and Sheens tell them Hastings isn't the right halfback, then they've got to accept that. Where if someone had a bit of a brain there and said, been part of this club for 10 or 15 years and said, we haven't had a freaking game manager since Scott Prince. We've finally got someone who's not Scott Prince, but he does a seven out of 10 job of that. And then we just release him stupidly. Then and and don't give me the reasons about he doesn't get on with Bateman or he doesn't do this or he doesn't do that. That's the, if the player's demanding, I'm not going to come to the club because I don't get on with someone. Don't get that player. I don't care who he is. So yeah, I, I think everything does fall back on management. But at the same time, I think management are trying to they're, they're actually going above and beyond now because they realise Sheens isn't the answer and they've they've gone the wrong wrong tack there. But they also know that they've only got another year left of Sheens. And they've actually blocked a path for Sheens to go back to director of football because Sheens has absolutely screwed this club up since he came back. I mean, the whole witch hunt with Madge, we came last last year, which was, which was you know, a disgraceful way to finish the year. And it looks like we're heading to last. Um, you know, we had all that hoo-ha about uh, the internal review in, at the end of 2021. Did we have one at the end of last year by any chance? The one that was meant to get done every year? Did we hear anything about that? You know, so I just, you know, it doesn't get, I don't get anywhere with this Lee Justin shit because a bit like the rest of the thing, they're not, they're not going to quit. They're just going to stay there no matter what. And they're just going to keep making excuses every year. We just got to hope we get some results on the board. Uh, anything to add to that, as? Not really. <laughs> I don't even have to think. It just like fucking the shit flows out naturally when I talk about those blokes. <laughs> fucking hate them with a passion, man. They've they've ruined my enjoyment. And you know what? When we play the Cowboys, like normally you watch a game, you get excited, whatever. Who gives a fuck if we beat the Cowboys? We can't make the eight anymore. Our season's fucking over. And like this is just rubbish that we keep having to put up with this shit every year, you know, and they, they were raving on how bad 9th, 11th, 13th was. Try being 16th and now 17th. Mm. It's just it's just not fair for our fans, man. I, I can't get excited about playing the Cowboys next week. Who gives a fuck? Who I don't even want to watch the game, to be honest. It's yeah, funny uh, that the one season I'll that um, the where the Spoon team literally cannot say it can't get worse from here, is the t- is the year that we win the spoon and we're a chance going of down going 17. back to back and going yeah from 16th to 17th yeah. just our luck eh uh Stebo also asked who would you guys chase as a halfback look everyone open up for questions this week and everyone just wants to know who can be our halfback and it's just look it's just it'll take one signing and I think our hopes one good signing it might Go the other way. If we, if it has a, to be Ben Hunt, a, co- a cogger or something. It has to be Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt yeah. is the best player that, even though he's on contract, he's made it clear he wants out. If mm. he's if he wants out, we've got to sell our soul to get him because really that that's where we're at now. It's just beyond desperation. Mm. So they, and hopefully they're trying to do something about it. Right, uh, our next episode will be Tuesday night. We'll only have one episode next week to preview, obviously, the buy this week, so no game review next week. We'll go live Tuesday night to preview West Tigers v. Cowboys because on Wednesday, not to brag, but I'm flying to Fiji for a family holiday. That's why i got Jareem Bula up on the screen there, our Fijian fullback. So uh, I will take the uh the microphone and laptop with me to fiji so we will record episodes following the game against the cowboys uh and a preview for the sharks the following week isn't it yeah uh, yes i believe so so we will have regular episodes uh two episodes the following week um review and preview whether or not i'll be drunk on cocktails remains to be seen but we will 
record it. There won't be probably won't be a live show because I'm not expecting the best of Wi-Fi, and I'd hate to go live uh, on dodgy Fijian hotel, not dodgy hotel. In, in the <laughs> okay, okay, it's a good hotel. It's a good hotel. I'm just expecting somewhat. Uh, enough Wi-Fi that I can hear the boys and we can You'd record You'd also be three audio. hours ahead of us as well, wouldn't you? So it'd be 11.30 at night. Three or two? Well, it doesn't matter when you're on holidays, but... Three-ish. Uh, is it three? Hang on, let me... Fiji. I think so it's we three. We you to find the next, car, uh, next Lottie Takiri, Josh, while you're over there as well. <laughs> Another... Th- I'll go find during Do some scouting. Now, two hours as... Th- uh, two hours. Yeah, Same two as hours. New Zealand then. Okay. Still, ten yeah. thirty for a live is a bit late for you. No, yeah. no, no live. <laughs> on holidays. <laughs> I'll be, like I said, there might be a few beers in that night. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. So, we will speak to you on Tuesday night. I'll still be in Australia and sober for that one, but um, who knows? Probably have my board shorts ready to go. I'll be, uh, I'll be definitely rocking some Denver Nuggets. Uh, jerseys for that uh, for that week in the nice warm weather. So leave the Tigers ones at home. I'll take a Tigers training singlet for the gym or something. <laughs> so uh, Jason D, get on the Carver. Maybe you take take your blow run out tea with you. My blow. Oh yeah. <laughs> we almost got through an episode without an NBA reference. Almost. <laughs> my my team have won a championship. It's, you, you, you're going to hear about it till probably next June. So Rob, Rob's okay. just a little Get bit salty because his team lost it. No, game not at seven. all. Not at all. And traded away. Talking about the last place Tigers. That's all. And traded away Marcus <laughs> Smart today too. It's all died. Do? You traded away Marcus Smart for Kristaps Porzingis. Oh my God! Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Your management's uh, the Celtics management's very West Tigers at the moment, but. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Smart was in peak form, so yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't bit believe of a it. Move there. I laughed when I read it, but um, some other team gets to benefit on his peak look, form. Everyone needs a unicorn to beat Jokic, so uh, you got the uh, the Audi version of Jokic. Right, yeah. right it's boys. that time, time of the night. Say good <laughs> good night to Big Dog, as always, boys. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash Westlife Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash Westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Mm-hmm.